Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay here with the author of Ransom Notes, the subject of the Ransom Notes documentary. And once a week, uh, of course, you, you get her essays on Ransom Notes. And once a month, you get to see us visually do Ransom Notes and go to Roku. If you don't know what Roku is, it's a television uh, outlet over the top network. Uh, and it's uh, it's wonderful. And you can go to Messages of Faith and Renewal with Catherine Ransom. Uh, it's, a, it's a new channel. It's a work in progress. But we encourage everyone to go there. And you can see all the visuals. And you'll, you know, you'll see a lot more as it goes on. Kathy Ransom, how are you? I'm just fine. And do you realize, Frank, that it is only six days until Christmas? Wow. It goes. I know. It, it, it just slips right up on you and, and suddenly you're there. So I have a question for you. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you're preparing for the holiday in some ways. Every family does it. Some will be uh, Hanukkah's in the sort of the same period of time. And so lots of other friends are preparing in one way or the other. Uh, but. Uh, the uh, th- this is also the time for us to prepare. So I'm asking you a question. What is your most difficult task as you think about getting ready now for these last few days? You know, uh, I, 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 I don't like to admit this, but my wife does most of the work. And she usually says to me, just, you know, kind of in a nice way, she says, stay out of my way. And uh, <laughs> when the kids were younger, I would keep... I, I would uh, I would try to keep them out of the way while we were preparing, uh, but uh, but quite frankly, it's uh, it's just to make sure everyone's everyone's uh, uh, holiday is is uh, is turning out well, and I try to be uh, uh, you know I don't know if people please is the wrong word, but I want to especially this time of year I want to make sure all my friends and family around here have have a good um, uh, holiday season and. So I guess it's just uh, being open to what people around me need and, uh, and and try to be helpful in that way. But my wife does most of the preparation, that's for sure. And, you know, I, I think for me, since I am sort of in charge of a lot of things as it relates to my family, that I really want to get them gifts that I think they will enjoy. I don't want to put the whole emphasis on gifts, but it is a time of gift giving. And I don't live near any of my family. Yes, they sometimes send me ideas, but then I have to sort of sort through them. And so really deciding on not only just for my family, but other people, what should I get? And you want it to not be wasted and sit on the shelf. You want it to be something they would love and appreciate. I can't imagine God must have thought about if we, I mean, and we know that Jesus was not probably born on December 25, but it was still a gift. And, you know, I just, I just, it just went through my head. I just said the right thing. I want them to appreciate the gift I give. Yes. And isn't that what the Lord wants us to do? I hadn't even thought of it in that direction until I'm talking to you right this moment. Isn't that something? But he wants us to appreciate the gift he gave us. And think how many times we forget him. 
think how many people in the world, and it is declining, Frank, the number of people that even acknowledge him, let alone serve or fellowship or appreciate him. And it brings little tears to my eyes when I can sense when the gift is open that, yeah, they'll say, hey, thanks, Aunt Katie. But you can tell in the lack of a sparkle or the lack of enthusiasm or the fact that they plunk it down on the floor and they reluctantly pick it up at the end of the opening of gifts that, yeah, that's not going to be the one of the top things on their receipt list. Yeah. Okay, so got another question. Yes. So what is the most joyful part about Christmas to you? Do you know there is a uh, there is a church that I went to uh, Catholic Church uh, as a child. I went to school there. I was an altar boy there up, uh, up until I was 12 years old. And they have a midnight mass. And every year, I uh, can't I always get the, the kids to come, or even my wife is sometimes exhausted at that point. But it's a midnight mass from, uh, from uh, Christmas Eve into uh, Christmas Day, right? You know, so it's, it's actually Christmas Day, 12 midnight. And it is so joyous, and it is so, um, uh, so lovely, the music and, and what they do and the, and the lights. And it reminds me so much of, a, uh, of when I was a child, and that to me is joyous. And it's, uh, you know, it's a good 25 miles away from me, but I try to go there every couple of years and wow. I try to get like a little, you know, a little bit of rest uh, earlier in the day, you know, like I, because we have a big, you know, Christmas Eve and then, and I try to either stay up there or, or whatever, but I, I do try to make that mass and to me it's, um, it's joyous, but we have a big family we have four kids and and you know now they have uh one of them has a significant other and she uh comes with my son and uh and and we we just love having everybody together and my mother-in-law and father-in-law and stepmother-in-law and, and <laughs> brother-in-law and and the extended family and cousins and uh it's just having everybody around and and uh, experiencing the same joy and especially you know being around those people that have faith that have very strong faith uh, you know, to me, uh, they they understand what this is about. What you know that this is about a gift we got uh, over two thousand years ago. And and uh, you know, when when Mary, you know, you asked a question uh, the last time we spoke uh, that you know how did Mary and and Joseph get there? And and I thought they were on their way. You know, I thought to myself they were on their way to to helping start Christianity. And it's just you know think about it right they they started Christianity with that with that uh, walk or, or the donkey whatever it was but that's what they did it was the most important thing ever and uh, and and sometimes we take it for granted but I mean they they were off to start Christianity amazing uh, I I I have a, a a suggestion and an idea that our audience might uh, indeed. Um, uh, in appreciate or think about the other day, I was doing a uh, uh, a presentation or an activity, I guess would be better, with the people here at Concordia, our place where we live now, 
and uh, I've got an idea for uh, people who have family gathering together and they sometimes want some activities that are good for the group. The other day I was uh, in charge of a women's discussion uh, that we have each Thursday here at Concordia and uh, to do something a little different because I sometimes like to do things that are a little different. I ask uh, a group of people to think ahead of time when they think of Christmas, what character that we associate with the holiday? And some of those could be religious, like Mary and Joseph and the angels and so forth. And some, or some could be secular, like Scrooge and Santa and Mrs. Santa or whatever. Okay. They were to take any one of the characters that they thought of and say, why would I like to be X? Or why wouldn't I like to be X? Or, you know, I really would sort of like to be Joseph, but there are reasons I wouldn't want to be Joseph. And it was amazing the kind of uh, feedback and reaction. So I'm going to ask you the same question. And I know you don't have any time to sort of pre-think. But if you were thinking of, and it doesn't have to be the religious character, because if you've got a a mixed group of children and, and adults and, and so forth, uh, they don't necessarily all want to do religious ones, and that's fine. Who might come to your mind, and why would you want to be that character or not be, or, yeah, but not? Well, I, you know, since you mentioned Joseph, uh, that's certainly the most difficult job in the world, right, would be to, to be raising the 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 Lord to be raising uh, the the Messiah and uh, and to to be step parenting basically for God and uh, that would be that would be a reason that that uh, I think a lot of people might not want the the pressure or maybe they feel like it's step up and feel like uh, how better to serve the world um, so that that's certainly the most uh, you know that's the most serious one out of that uh, as far as as doing it as far as um oh, as far as santa we we've gotten into uh, all of that you know santa claus is uh, uh is fun when the kids are kids are young uh, but the the idea of of being something that uh, that isn't true that's being you know the uh, the tooth fairy or being whatever and again it's fun i don't want to say say it's not but uh, I, I don't think I'd want to be. Uh, I don't think I'd want to be Santa, uh, you know, to 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 play it like that. But to you know, you know, to to be Scrooge, uh, you know, let's you know, let, let's think about that for a moment. It's a very rich man uh, among very poor people, and he's somebody who does find himself after a visit from these ghosts. These uh, Dickensian ghost that uh, that he he wakes up and he's able to do great things. So maybe I'd want to be Scrooge, right? <laughs> and just find uh, find out a little earlier that being stingy isn't the way to go. Uh, I'm not helping anybody by being stingy, but I could use my wealth to to help make people's lives better. So I, I I'll tell you out of out of all of that. If I could be something, I would. I would be Scrooge. I would just. Uh, I, I would force myself to uh, to find myself a little sooner. It wouldn't take three ghosts to come to me to realize that that I've got to do a little more for my community. 
And that's a wonderful perspective, Frank. One of the uh, guests that day said that she uh, really would not have been, she had mixed feelings about being Mary. And certainly to have delivered the Son of God would have been a thrill and a huge responsibility. But then on the on the lighter side, she said, but imagine a pregnant woman, and she was making the assumption that Mary probably rode a donkey, and we don't know, the scriptures don't tell us, but right. the odds are very good that it could have been a donkey. To have ridden a donkey several miles uh, from Nazareth to Bethlehem with a child about to be delivered any moment, she thought that that ride might not be the very most comfortable thing in the whole wide world. So she was sort of reluctant to wanting to do that. And then I decided that as I used an example that day as I was kicking it off, I said, I think, and again, I don't know that there was a, um, a, a, a stable boy or stable girl there because we don't really know exactly where Jesus was physically born. But I think it would have been fun to have been the stable boy if they if there was some, such a thing, because I would guess he would normally be bored to tears just taking a care of the, the cattle that were there and feeding them. And suddenly, can you imagine the day that he has visitors coming in and the people, and he watches a baby being born, and then he has shepherds come and worship this child. I mean... Think of the tales he could tell when he went home that night. I think it would have been so much fun. But, Frank, it's always good to talk to you. And we probably need to close this out, but I've got one question for you. You know I always stump you. So I have one question for you. It relates to Christmas, okay? Yes. How many angels sang to the shepherds that day? I'll give you, you have five choices, four choices, pardon me. A, one. B, three. C, a multitude. D, none of those. Uh, a multitude? I'm guessing. Well, I'll tell you, you can look in Luke 2, 9, and you will find that there was one angel that did the singing. Mm. I know. Isn't it amazing how we get thoughts in our head? You know, because I just think it would be great to have, you know, like a whole cloud full of angels up there singing. Because I like big choruses. I like the Messiah. I like lots of voices. But Jesus, but God sent down one angel to do the singing. Now, there may have been some silent people up there, people like me who don't sing well. Wow. (laughs) Hey, I'm, sure you, I'm sure you're very, very good. I'm sure uh, you you sing with a lot of pride and a lot of uh, a lot of faith. So I, I imagine that's beautiful in its own way. Well, you know, the, and, and I would just also just sort of add that we, along with the misinformation we sometimes had, we tend to call the the wise men who came to the. Uh, and they did not come the night of, of the birth. It would probably have been a couple of years later. But we tend to call them sometimes the kings. Yep. And that's probably very, very, very wrong. They were wise men. Uh, they were a mag- mag- magi that studied the, the skies and so forth. They were not kings. So that piece is really 
uh, we, we need to be we, we should we should call them wise men they certainly were um, and uh, it's great that they came and brought gifts and set a sacrament but I just want to wish people who do celebrate uh, the birth of Christ they'll be here in just a few days uh, Merry Christmas and uh, we will are so delighted that a they are listening but b that they too want to remember the person who came to uh, make our lives wonderful wonderful uh merry christmas everyone and I, is that your final word it is frank for now i merry hope to be back next year well merry merry christmas everyone frank mckay signing off uh have a wonderful wonderful uh merry christmas everyone and uh, uh keep christ in christmas uh signing off we'll see you next time on ransom notes you've been listening to breaking it down with frank mckay the most intriguing talk in talk radio, talk radio.